Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. We are, we're recording. Heather's drinking. She wasn't ready. She's not even ready for this. Well, it's because you're a night person and I'm not. And I needed True. to drink a little bit of the caffeine to keep me going here. True. True. Okay. Hey, so let so, me silence my phone so that oh, it, yeah, that's a good I idea. get an alert or a group text message <laughs> beeping. Me too. Well, while okay. you're doing that, I'm going to real quickly introduce this episode. But first, can I just say, why does it always seem like a kid is sick when we're about to report a Great, great question. Joy just got done tossing her cookies. Dude, the volume that came out of her. Oh my god! She drank some good, good belly tonight. Apparently, she drank an entire like quart of it or something because oh that's about god. what came out of her. Well, it was her smoothie plus her good belly. Oh, well, good lord! That's why. Yeah, she's like kids feel like smoothie and good. Belly. Good lord! No, she's like I'm thirsty, what? mom. I want some good belly, so I gave her some, mm. and I was in, I gave her some in a hurry because we were watching the you know the Walking Dead our show. <laughs> And I'm like, here, here's some juice now. Go upstairs so you're not scared. And I gave her too much juice. And she came downstairs and she's like, I drank too much juice. And I was like, all right. And then she was like, oh my gosh, like totally acting nauseous. I'm so glad we went and got the bucket ready because that would have been a hot mess. Yeah, it was purple, blue, whatever. That would have been horrible all over the carpet or the rug rather and the couch. That would have not, I wouldn't have been happy at all. But we uh, we had good reflexes. Everything was good. Yeah, she's like, Mom, you grabbed me like I was a doll. Yeah, you did. She did that little, I'm going to get sick face, and I yanked her off the couch, and I threw her over our barf bowl. Yeah. But I did good, and we didn't spill any. And- you did good. I didn't lose it. It's all, <laughs> yeah, you didn't spill any. Oh, The trick, guys. Listen, gosh. here's the trick. Big freaking mixing bowl. You line it with a trash can liner, and then you put like a paper towel on the bottom so it doesn't splash back at you. That's the trick, right? That's what keeps it from going, you know, weird on you. Plus, it's mobile, and you can bring it to the kid's face and whatever. Yeah, or, you don't have to like you know carry your kid to the bathroom while they're vomiting they're on the up floor everywhere. on the way uh, there. Uh, no. Oh, that would have drove me up a wall. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, so we anyway, so much for the recording. diversion here. We wouldn't be recording. Are we happened. recording right now? I told you we're recording. Okay, I actually, but sometimes you like say things like that, and then we're not really recording. So, yeah, well, I was telling the truth. Okay. Tonight's episode is going to be about, <laughs> about picky, picky eating. Eaters. Yep, and. You know, our experience with picky eaters and I mean, basically I can speak for my own self. I don't really. Okay. I'll eat a tomato if you dare me. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a child. You know, I can handle a tomato. I just don't prefer tomatoes. I don't like sun-dried tomatoes at all. And basically. It's okay to not like certain foods. No, that's true. That's true. But I don't know that I was very picky when I was growing up. Were you picky when you grew up? No. Nope, I was not a picky eater. Maybe. I wonder if our kids, if we ask them if they're picky eaters, if they would just like, no. No, I'm not a picky eater. I just, don't I just like only that. want this peanut butter and that. <laughs> Maybe just from our own perspective, we're not uh, we're not picky. So, yeah. So Heather really did a good bit of of work on picky eaters. Here, it was a topic that she wanted to to dig into, and yeah, that's where we're going to go right now. So, Mikey, let's start with Mikey and his okay. picky eaterness. Okay. Well, with Mikey, it actually started back when he was tongue tied when he was born and I didn't have it corrected because I wanted to see if it would, you know, it's like stretch out on its own and just resolve itself. 
And it did, but when he mostly. started, yeah, yeah, mostly. No, it did. I mean, it's hundred percent. I mean, everything's fine with it. Yeah. It never had any like speech problems or anything like that. But when he started eating finger foods. Well, hold on. You can't fully brush his tongue, right? When you're cleaning his teeth and you want to get his tongue, it's like, surprisingly, he's got a, a sensitive gag reflex. If you try to brush his whole tongue, he just doesn't, he doesn't go for that at all. He can't stick his tongue out. Far totally enough, far. Probably, obviously, but you know, I mean. But when it, but back before when it was tight and when he'd go to stick his tongue out, it, it would like, it would do the, like the little lizard thing. Yeah, it would barely pass his lip. Right. It was pretty funny. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, when he did the, the finger foods, like the whole Cheerio test that a lot of kids do at nine months, there was no way he could eat a Cheerio at nine months. He was gagging on it and like he was going to choke on it and things like that. So probably wasn't doing finger foods until like around 11 months. And so that was, you know, that was one of my first experiences with him. I don't think that he's ever really had like a texture aversion. No, no, we've, I've kind of talked about this before on, on, on another podcast, but Mikey is a seeker type, you know, like he has sensory processing disorder and he actually like craves like crunchy, chewy textures. Yeah. The more compression his mouth can do, yeah. the better, right? right? Like the crappy gum. I think we've mentioned that as well. Like the big mm-hmm. bucket of crappy gum. Yeah. yeah that bubblicious or whatever it's called. Yeah. Double bubble. Double bubble. Yeah. yeah not double bubble. Yeah. Not bubblicious, but yeah. Double bubble. He loves to just start chewing on that because it starts out so hard and everything so and then it gets harder oh. <laughs> no no but um horrible gum horrible. yeah horrible gum but there was a while there that we were trying to stop him from chewing on certain everything, toys and everything. the remote controls and yeah the buttons on the remote <laughs> controls right? yeah that was a really big pet peeve for my husband he'd chew up cable remotes and those expensive universal remotes that yeah, he would Logitech buy remote. holy crap i think it was expensive yeah yeah, he would just chew a number or the power button off and just walk around chewing on a damn button. <laughs> Numbskull. I mean, he did seek that out. So, I mean, I guess it was it was picky eater from that. But, you know, funny, funny, funny. I was talking with our buddy, my buddy Jason back in California, and he had brought up Jordan. And I remember how Jordan used to chew on his shirt. He would take the collar of his own shirt and just like a goat. We called him Goat Boy for a while there. Really? Yeah, he would chew on his shirt. But I don't know that that necessarily means anything. And he actually had a, you know, he had a pretty wide palate as well. but. It's just kind of funny what you choose to chew on. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, Mikey now has no nails. Jordan didn't have nails. He chewed his nails forever. I think he still does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting that they get into that sort of seeking, you know, kind of a, I don't know what it is, but like, dude has no nails and he's no. still trying to chew nails. Yes. Right? So That's even his toenails, sure. but we'll, we'll get off of that topic real quick. Right. Close. Right. But that just you know, leads us into food because since he's a seeker and joy, I hear joy. Go, go get her. Okay. So sorry about the interruption there. We actually are back right now. And luckily for us, the, the memory card on the recorder actually was full too, right about the time that Heather said, you know, Hey, gotta, gotta go. Cause I think I hear joy. And yeah, so that was, that was good. It saved us from, <laughs> yeah. from having to re-record everything and realizing we only had the first bit of this episode recorded. So yeah, it was good. So we were basically like, yeah, so that transitions us over into food and how kids are seekers. So Right, right. So when you have a child that's a picky eater and then you have a, a child that's on the autism spectrum, being a picky eater is very common, more common than not. And because Mikey puts odd things in his mouth and he has from an early age, and then I talk to other friends that kids will only eat like a certain number of foods. And they can't stand certain textures of foods. What I've learned from that is that there are what's called seekers, which are kids that 
that desire that you know that compression that you know that having that the chewy the crunchy food in their mouth and then there's those kids that avoid it and putting certain textures or certain smells of foods in their mouth makes them nauseous or just makes them very very adversive you know they're like no 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 can't have that and so it presents a lot of challenges when we're going to feed our kids like a well-rounded diet and there's some kids that that it's really hard to get them to try to try different foods and to have a, you know a varied diet and so one of the things that I wanted to share on this podcast today is how I've dealt with picky eating like with Mikey and Joy and Grace and then a little bit of research that I've done just on picky eating and autism in general. Sure. Now, we will say that I think bribery helps us overcome picky eating in our household, right? You know, our kids will be yeah. buying anything for some chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's some rewards that we offer. Bribes. For, right. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, for trying different foods. And, you know, we have some healthy chocolate chips in our pantry from Enjoy Life. Right. So we will offer the kids, you know, some chocolate chips or something at, you know, for a little, a dessert treat. Yeah. Eat all the broccoli, eat all <laughs> the, you know, all the cauliflower. Mm-hmm. So, we have a little joy in the office with us now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Come on over here. You can hey, sit on my lap. Yuck mouth. I mean, you said, sweetie. I want to be in the Finding Mikey podcast, mom. Do you really? We listen to it sometimes when we're driving. She's like, oh, daddy and mom, you're on the radio. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. I guess we are. You okay, baby? So, okay. So I'll Come just on. go ahead and. Joy, are you okay? Okay, good. Okay. okay. Wonderful. All right. Alrighty. So one of the first things that I like to work on when it comes to helping kids and, and their eating habits is to eat dinner together as a family. Don't just serve, you know, your child their food and, you know, do things in the kitchen while they're eating, but to actually sit down with them and to have them see you enjoying your food. And when they're going to go eat their food, you know, just having a conversation and not putting any pressure around eating, you know, really helps create the calm around the dinner table. And that's when another thing that's really important is just, you know, keeping, you know, what they're eating and you know, keeping the environment around food as calm as possible. I'm just going to use the dinner hour, sure. you know, for, you know, like my examples, but doing your best to just avoid arguing and creating a power struggle because kids at different ages and, you know, in stages of life, you know, there's not very much that they're in control over. Right. One of the things that they have control over what they put in their mouth is what they put in their mouth. Well, sometimes so, they do. It's a, you know, compulsion other, other times. Right. You're right. Right. And they so do. they, they, you know, it's an area, you know, that kids can, you know, do a, you know, like a, a power struggle with their parents. So just try to keep it as calm as possible. Cool. Well, since we have joy right here as well, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Are you okay mm-hmm. with that joy? Yeah. Got to speak a little bit louder. Yes, guys. <laughs> cool. <laughs> do you like having, Lunch and dinner and breakfast with everybody together as a family? Yeah. What What's your favorite foods? I like watermelon. You like watermelon? I like watermelon. What kind of, do you like vegetables? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of vegetable? Um, bacon. I'm sorry, did you say bacon? No, veggie straws. Oh, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. You You hear the word vegetable in there as well, but do you like broccoli? Yeah. Do you like cauliflower? I didn't hear you. What? 
Yes. You like cauliflower too. I know. Do you like carrots? Yeah. Do you like them crunchy or cooked? Crunch. Me too. Me too. I like big, big ones that mommy buys. You like the carrots that I have to peel that are really long? Those are cool. She's agreeing. She likes those kinds there. All right, cool. What are your favorite fruits other than watermelon? I like sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are delicious. I like those a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Do you like apples? Yeah. How about oranges? I love apple slices. I love apple slices, too. Do you, You ate an apple today. Remember how you ate it? Do you like to just grab it and eat it like an apple? Yeah. And I like to eat the skin. Good nice. job. Nice. There's superheroes in the skin, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? And they like to dig. <laughs> they like to dig? You like <laughs> to dig through the apple. Oh, you like to dig through the apple, like chew no, through it? No, the man. Hmm. Hmm. The man's like to dig through the apples. I'm confused, but hey, that's a three-year-old's, that's a three-year-old for you. Last night, um, I stabbed my toe, and then that was fun about two babies, like, other baby. (laughs) She's recalling last night she accidentally stubbed her toe, and then I got her, I got her giggling about it. So, luckily, we were good on it. Yeah. All right, well. that little boy, um. I fall on his tummy and then he he shrugged it off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna ask you a few more questions and a little bit about eating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joy, did you always like broccoli? Yeah. Are you I sure? Like broccoli. You like it now, but did you like it when you first tried it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about a broccoli. What's a broccoli look like? Like. What color is it? Green. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Good there. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Joy. Okay. So, one of the things that I do when I'm planning our dinner, especially if I'm going to be introducing new foods, is I like to make sure that whatever snack we have before dinner isn't happening too close to dinner so that kids are coming to the dinner table hungry. So, Mikey, for example, when he gets home from school, we have a snack around three o'clock. And then we eat, we try to eat dinner around 5.30. And if he asks for another snack, like around 4.30 or so, I'm likely to let him know that, you know, dinner is almost ready and give him some water and, you know, do something, you know, give him involved in some kind of activity or something to distract him. And then when I serve him new foods that he hasn't tried before, I also serve him foods that he's used to seeing. So that way, you know, it's not all, you know, everything new, you know, all at once. And if he tries the new food, you know, I give him a lot of encouragement, but if he's looking at the new food and he's very adversive about it, then what I do is I'll enjoy the food myself and I'll be very animated about it. Like, oh my gosh, this broccoli is so good. I don't know. We're picking on broccoli tonight, right? but you know, like, okay. So recently, what's the food I introduced him to recently? Well, no, you just, it was just the way you finished it. Right. So you yeah. made this bacon wrapped chicken, which is fantastic. Real easy to make. Right. Right. But, he likes to see it a certain way and then you'd already cut it and gave it to him and he just, he couldn't deal. Right. He couldn't deal. Right. So I presented Mike and I's plate with bacon wrapped chicken and then on his plate, I had cut it up into small pieces. And so he was like, wait a minute, I want what you guys have. I want the bacon wrapped chicken. I'm like, 
you do have the bacon wrapped chicken. It's just that I cut yours up before I brought it to the table so that when we got to the table, I could sit down and enjoy my food and yours <laughs> is already cut up. I don't have to, you know, deal with it. So it took him a little while to be okay with that. But once he started tasting it, he was like, oh, okay, I do taste the, you know, the bacon in here. And the chicken. Yeah. And the chicken and everything like that. But I'll get really animated with whatever I'm eating and say, oh my gosh, this is so yummy. This is so good. You should try it, you know, and that's one of the things that I do. And, you know, it. I'll have like Grace try it because Grace is usually pretty, you know, adventurous with food and, you know, Mike will try it and everyone will be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. You know, you, it's like positive peer pressure, right? And then he'll, you know, touch it, smell it you know, maybe bring it to his lips and, you know, taste it, whatever kind of motion he does to, you know, touch the food, bring it to his lips, smell it. I just give him a lot of encouragement for it. And sometimes he likes the food and sometimes he doesn't. And, and when he's okay, we still, yeah. I think we're still appreciative whether he tries it. And usually that's the rules. So mm-hmm. you got to try a little bite of it. Just take a little bit, put it right. in your tongue, put it in your teeth, chew it and see what you think. And mm-hmm. Sometimes he does. And I'm like, it's okay if you spit it out, if you really don't like it. Like, right. we've tried to introduce him a little bit of something for the end of a meal and he's already full and it's a texture thing and he just won't, won't like it. He'll mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to like it. And then we'll be like, it's okay. You can spit it out if you don't like it. Just put it in and try. And we reward that too, just by, you know, giving him the freedom to spit it out. He doesn't have to chew it up and swallow it. Right. Know? Right. And I had this with meatloaf the other night. I haven't made meatloaf in a while. And I was like, you like meatloaf? And he's like, no. And I'll be honest. I mean, looking at crumbled up, you know, the cut up crumbled up meatloaf on the plate probably doesn't look that good, you know, but it sure does taste good. And so I'm like, just try two bites. I'm like, if you don't like it, just, you know, eat whatever is around it. But like, you know, at least try two bites. He put two bites in his mouth and he's like, I do like it. And he ate the rest of his meatloaf. But again, you know, I was like, okay, don't pressure him, you know, just try to get him to have a couple of pieces, you know, and just see how it goes. And, you know, ended up working out really well. So, you know, he touched it, he smelt it, you know, he put it on his fork, which is another big thing, you know, using your utensils, he has some fine motor problems. So every time he uses his utensils, he gets encouragement for that. So... He's actually doing better than Grace these days. Yeah. I mean, he's eating rice and I see Grace going at it like she's a starving cave woman or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so those are, you know, those are just some of the things that, that we do with our kids too, to help them get a well-rounded diet. Now, Joy, on the other hand, she's three years old. And even though, you know, she was talking to the microphone about how she likes broccoli and she likes cauliflower, you know, she didn't always like those foods. And she likes different kinds of foods. That's right. She is, you know, three years old and she is starting to get more picky when we when we come to the dinner table. So one of the things that I do with her is I do give her smoothies. And that's one of the ways that I try to trap a lot of good nutrition into into her day and also still give her that control that she desires at the dinner table is I'll make her a smoothie and I'll put all kinds of nutritious information, you know, information, <laughs> nutritious stuff in it, Here, you know, <laughs> carbs. Right. So I'll put like <laughs> almond milk and coconut oil. I put juice plus protein powder, either chocolate or vanilla. I put raw cacao powder in there, hemp seeds, and I'll open up juice plus capsules and I'll put, you know, juice plus capsules in there. And juice plus is fruits, vegetables, and berries that have been juiced and dehydrated and put into capsule form. And 
they're absorbable by the body. They're full of antioxidants and phytonutrients. There's like all the stuff that you get from fruits and vegetables that you want your kids to have. They're getting in those juice plus capsules. So I'll open them up and put them into her smoothies and blend them up. And that's what she has a lot of times before she goes to bed, just to make sure that, you know, she's topped off with the nutrition that she needs, even though she kind of picked it her dinner. So that's one way is that, you know, I go to bed at night knowing that, okay, so maybe my child didn't eat as much of a well-rounded diet that day as I wanted them to, but I know that they, they got their nutrition in. Right, right. And that's, you know, something that we can do for our kids that are on the spectrum because getting that nutrition into them is, is very important. But also the battles at, the, at mealtime, you know, sometimes it takes a, quite a while to get a child to eat vegetables. Well, that's one thing I was going to say, food. and I'd forgotten to mention that too, is like, it's okay for them to try and fail, mm-hmm. right? It's best that at least they tried mm-hmm. and, and we'll just continue to like, let's pretend it's broccoli again. Our kids love broccoli, but you know, we would try, you know, each meal to have some broccoli there and a little bit more, or sometimes we adjust a portion as well and just be like, oh, there's only one broccoli. Go ahead and just eat the one little broccoli or a half of a broccoli or just eat the tree part. Don't eat the, you know, trunk or whatever. Right. 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 And, and just be like, just eat the, you know, eat the soft part, you know? So just to get them to, to give that a whirl really, you know, it may take a few tries, but you know, don't, don't stay static. Try to mix it up just a little bit or you know, sometimes you can like rice cauliflower and then add some other stuff to it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's a good way to, you know, like you do with the smoothies, it's a great way to sneak these kinds of good foods into these foods that we're giving the kids anyhow too. Like you could, I could very easily see you browning up some cauliflower and then mixing them in mac and cheese. If your kids just love mac and cheese, you know, this cauliflower is going to get cheesy and it's going to have about the same consistency as, as the macaroni, Right. but you're getting them cauliflower. So it's pretty good and beneficial. So, Mm -hmm. you know, think about getting creative that way too. Yeah. You can even make cauliflower mashed potatoes instead of like potato mashed potatoes. Sure. Sure could. You know, because the texture and, you know, they're both white, you know, so it kind (laughs) of like looks similar. So. Right. You could. You can put plenty of fat in there for their, you know, their, their calorie intake and their, you know, their brain development and things because fats, good fats are very important. Good. All right. Mm -hmm. What else you got? What else I got? Well. I mean, that's, that was pretty much it. Oh, good. Yeah. So I think if we were to boil it down, right, you know, model what we want the kids to, you know, to eat mm-hmm. by, by letting them eat it or, wow, letting them see us eat it. Wow. Right. That and to just give it some time, right? If you, you try some food once, it's not the end of the world. If they don't try it, get them to try to take baby steps to getting it into their body and then, you know, vary the presentation or the quantity or try to hide it into other things is, is good ideas there too. So, yeah. you know, we're all going to be kind of picky. We're all oh, going to have our okay. own. Oh, okay. So, okay. There was another thing that, that I was thinking about right now is that. That's cool. I was done with what I was saying. That's okay. good. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but <laughs> no, that's how good. we are sometimes. That's fine. That's good. Is getting them in the kitchen with you. Oh, having for them sure. cook with you. Yeah. Like oh, kids would like to eat things or are more, are more open to eating things that they help to make. Mikey is my appliance guy. Like if I need to turn on the blender or the coffee grinder or the food processor, like he's right there wanting to push all the buttons. He loves to shred cheese. You know, he just (laughs) loves to like help out with things. And so the more that you can get your kids in the kitchen, like touching what they're going to make, you, you might see them, you know, tasting their own food. Right. And, you know, that's just another way to get them to be more open to 
you know, a variety of different foods if they're in the kitchen making it with you. That's a real good point. It actually, it reminded me of a little bit of just last night. I mean, we, Gracie had really bad chap lips yesterday and Heather jumped on the internet and she was thinking, (laughs) well, let's do coconut oil. And I was like, I think that's going to dry them out. And she did some searching and found that cucumber, if you slice it thin and put it on your lips, will kind of rehydrate them and make them feel better. Well, we happened to have a cucumber and I started slicing it as small as I could. And I gave Gracie little cucumber lips and you know, when she was done resting and done belly aching and her lips felt better, she asked if she could have some cucumber as well. And and I thought that was great. You know, uh-huh. she she's, you know, old enough now to safely use a knife and she sliced up her own, you know, and had four or five pieces of her own there too. And it's just really cool to see that I don't recall, you know, what we really ever did to sort of introduce those, but she likes them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know that I remember times where we would put like some... You know, slice them up, put some salt, put some lemon, lemon, or o- lemon on it or lime on it as well mm-hmm. and give them a try. And I remember seeing her, you know, a little mush face, you know, kind of like, oh, it's too sour. But we would give her some with just salt or plain and, mm-hmm. and and she would be totally good with it. So, yeah, you know, and I've, I see that we've sort of gravitated around like the, you know, astonishment of our kids eating vegetables. And, you know, at our house, our kids eat veggies a lot. But I understand that, you know, it could be a struggle to just make sure we get more veggies into all of our us and mm-hmm. to our kids as well and i think you're right involving them in cooking and let's just you know be patient and just kind of have a plan of like all right well i'm gonna get my kids eating this kind of vegetable right and don't be surprised if it's you know 15 or 20 times before they actually chew it up and swallow it but just anytime you know like that they touch it you know allow it to be on their plate Yep. you know it just depends on the level that you know that you're starting out with with how defensive you know your child is with certain foods I'll end it with this. I would say keep it as simple as you can. If you start smothering everything with like sauces and cheese and stuff like this, they're never really going to fully taste the vegetable on their own. They're going to be like, I only like broccoli if it's covered in cheese, right? Mm -hmm. Get them to enjoy it, you know, cooked is fine or sometimes raw too with like dip or anything else, hummus or something like that. But I would suggest getting them used to the actual just full vegetable Mm -hmm. on its own. And, you know, like if your kids like to grab those little strawberry, you know, tomatoes and pop them in their mouth so be it if they like to slice up a thick freaking beefsteak kind of (laughs) tomato and pour some salt (laughs) on it good for them too but you know expose them to it give them a chance to try it and like it and you might be surprised so Mm -hmm. that's it just want to encourage you guys to you know to try those out because i think if left to their own devices mikey would only eat you know lar bars lar bars (laughs) and maybe a peanut butter sandwich like that's it (laughs) that is it so Uh So or cool. sunflower seed butter. Sandwich. Sunflower seed butter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys as to, you know, and your pretzels and pretzels and veggie straws. He's got a select few. Yeah. But listen, we'd love to hear your guys' stories as well. You know, reach out to us on Facebook. It would be great to hear from you also. So that does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you later. Feel free to leave your tips too. <laughs> hey, it's Mike again. Heather and I love that you took the time to listen to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And we really are trying to gear the topics to what you like, as well as to share what we're up to. Now, the best way to let us know what's on your mind is to join us on our Facebook page. We're very active there. And if you message us, we will reply. I promise we may be half asleep in our bed. I may be boarding a flight. We might be at a birthday party or the park. It doesn't matter. We will reply. We just want to be in touch with you. Also, it'd be awesome if you could leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. The reason we ask for that is because it really helps us rank better when people search just out of the blue for autism, ADHD, Asperger's, high-functioning autism, SPD, ASD, you name it, right? It really helps us to get in front of more people. 
all the ways that you can reach us, because there are others, plus a walkthrough on how to actually rate the podcast can be found at findingmikey.com slash support. And your support is greatly appreciated. So as an added bonus, any reviews that are left on iTunes will be mentioned on our show. I hope you're okay with that. And any questions that we get on Facebook might also be read and responded to on an upcoming episode. So head on over to www.findingmikey.com forward slash support to find out more. Till our next episode, take care.